As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. While the Capitals certainly have their eyes on making at least a couple of more runs at another Stanley Cup or two during the window of Nicholas Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin and John Carlson and TJ Oshie, all being together as constituted right now, they do also have their eyes on the future because to be a great franchise, to be a winning franchise for a long time, you have to have players now and you have to have players on the way. And the Caps feel like they have that in their first round pick from this past year's NHL draft in Connor McMichael, who just spent the last week at the World Junior Showcase tournament in Plymouth, Michigan, playing in two games and scoring two goals. So we're talking to a guy who was there to cover it and get his thoughts on the Caps' first-round pick and an interesting story about the Flyers' goalie situation, Carter Hart, and his relationship with Braden Holtby. I'm Rob Carlin. The Caps Talk podcast starts now. Score! Alex Ovechkin still going strong, overpowering at 600. Backstrom has tied it. Totally fired. Rebound doorstep. It's in. Save made by Braden Holtby. Oh, my. As Alex Tuck was robbed. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. What's up, Caps fans? It is time for another edition of the Capitals Talk podcast. And today we are focusing on the future. Connor McMichael, the first pick who played junior hockey at London under Dale Hunter, now part of the World Junior Showcase roster, also coached by Dale Hunter, which, as you will hear from Adam Kimmelman from NHL.com, deputy managing editor there at NHL.com, he covered this event as he has for a number of these in the past. And, you know, this is a thing that kind of flies under the radar in the U.S. because the World Juniors, while still a big tournament, and if you're a hockey fan, a real hockey fan, you follow it, you know how big it is. But until you've been in Canada right around New Year's when this tournament is going on, it is tremendous. It is the lead on TSN SportsCenter every night. It is a huge, huge story. And I, when I, when I traveled within the NHL and was in Canada at that time, I couldn't believe how big an event it was. And at the time, and this is going back, what, eight, nine years ago or so now, I was like, wow, these are, these are kids. Some of these kids haven't even been drafted yet. They're going to, going to be draft picks next year, or they're a couple of years away from being impact players. That's no longer the case. Just the way every sport is now, if you're a high draft pick or even a first round draft pick, you're expected to come in and 
either be the the leader of the room if you're, it's a bad team and you got that first overall pick you, you want that guy to come in and be a, a, an impact player and a face of the franchise or at the very least fit in somewhere and be a top six type player or a top pair, you know, top four defenseman. The days of waiting for the top overall picks to pan out, or that just doesn't happen anymore. You, you pick a guy high in the first round, they're expected to carry a franchise now. So this world juniors tournament is huge and making the world junior roster is not easy. And Connor McMichael is in the mix for next year's world juniors for Canada. And he just participated in this event. And again, as you'll hear when I talk with Adam here, I, I watched a little bit of one of the games and, and and didn't see much of him because they were on the penalty kill like the entire period. But then he gets on the ice and scores a power play goal. And that was two straight games with power play goals. I put links to both of them on my Twitter and Facebook pages. The first goal wins a puck along the boards, kind of lifts a stick from behind. It's in the offensive zone, but lifts a stick from behind, wins a puck back, turns in just a quick snipe, a quick shot. And we had heard... He's got a lethal shot. You could see it in the quick release and the precision of the finish. That was the first goal. The second was power play. He was the guy in front. He's playing the, you know, the TJ Oshie spot right in front of the net. And it was a redirect in front. Look, these aren't necessarily pretty goals when you're in that spot, but it's the willingness to be in that spot. It's the willingness to go into those tough areas the greasy, dirty areas that we talk about in hockey to do that. And that's what he did. That was his spot on the power play, at least for the this junior showcase event, and uh, gets two goals in two games. And look, that's how you make an impact. That's how you you're, you get your name recognized. You score goals, and he is a goal scorer. That's what he's known as. So you go in and produce in each game, a goal in each game, that's how you get out there. He does have the advantage, as Adam will point out, that Dale Hunter is his coach at junior at London and will be the coach of the Canadian World Juniors team, so there's a familiarity there. But it is also good when the coaches get in a room and say, okay, who are we going with? Well, the McMichael kid scores goals, man, and that's a skill that you pay a lot of money for. It's great to have a two-way game. It's great to be Nicholas Backstrom and play a 200-foot game. It is invaluable. You need players like that. You also need goal scorers. How many teams just would kill to have a guy who could put the puck in the back of the net when they need it? And uh, McMichael is going to be tested this year to be that guy when the pressure's on him, when the focus is on him. He kind of broke out last year. Uh, the Caps feel like they got him in a great spot late in the first round, and uh, now he's going to have to make them – know that they got a great player. He's a couple of years away. I mean, he's going to play in London this year. Then there's, you know, probably an AHL. So he's a couple of years away and they don't need him now. I mean, if anything, if anywhere that they're deep, it's down the middle. So, you know, they don't need him now, but, um, you know, interesting to see what his future holds. Plus I asked Adam about the other big names that jumped out at him in covering this tournament this year, like Cole Caulfield, who he raves about. The Canadians have themselves a goal scorer. First, Wisconsin has themselves a team this year. Colefield is back there uh, this this year playing in the Big Ten, but the Canadians have themselves a goal scorer. He had seven points, four goals, seven points in five games. So I asked about him, Kirby Doc, his potential with Chicago as he learns under Taves and Kane, and then potentially next year's first overall pick, Alexis Lafreniere, who's, you know, again, he's a 16, 17-year-old kid, but the odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft Plus, we kind of went down a rabbit hole because Adam also lives in Philly and has covered the Flyers for a long time. 
and likes what the Flyers are doing, likes what they did in bringing in Matt Niskanen, but has a great story about Carter Hart and his relationship with Braden Holtby. So a lot of good stuff we cover here. Here's my conversation now with Adam Kimmelman from NHL.com. I got to watch a little bit of uh, Connor McMichael, and he he played two games, and I watched his second game. And the stretch that I watched, I think, was the second period of their game, and Canada was on the penalty kill almost the entire period. So I didn't see much. I did see him score a goal on a power play where he just kind of set up in front of the net, got to that area, had a redirect. Just what was your overall view of him in a relatively short amount of time that you got to watch him play? You know, I thought he looked good. I thought a lot of those Canadian forwards looked good. You know, they had different lineups, and, and a lot of guys got short viewings just because they had so many guys that they wanted to see. Guys like Alexi Lafreniere and Joe Valeno, Kirby Doc, cop in guys. They only played two games. You know, Connor was one of those guys. I think what works in his favor is he's going to play for Dale Hunter, who is his coach in London, coaching the World Juniors team. So, you know, there's maybe a little bit of a less of a – familiarity aspect that Dale has to get with him because he knows Connor so well. So you saw, you know, what he's capable of doing. I I think if he makes the world junior team, he's more than likely going to be a second or third line guy. Uh, He'll get a little bit of power play time, but he's got to do the things that you saw him do. He's got to get to the net. He's got to create chaos. He's got to create havoc down low and just be a guy who's really hard to play against, you know, similar to, how Dale Hunter, I'm sure, wants him to play up in London. When the Caps drafted him, the night they drafted him, Ross Mahoney, the Caps assistant GM, said he's a goal scorer. He said some kids can score in juniors. He's a goal scorer. And he played two games. He scored a goal in each one of those games. Is that a good assessment from your point of view of what that kid is as a goal scorer? Absolutely. You know, that's the guy he's got to be. And he he can't just do it, you know, in July and August here. He's got to go back to London, and he's got to be that guy who produces – goals and bunches, you know, against the top level guys in junior, you know, he was able to maybe, I don't want to say hide a little bit, but he was a little bit of an under the radar guy for most of last season. He's going to be a guy that every other team in the Ontario hockey league is going to game plan against this season. So he's got to raise his game a little bit more to compete with the top end defensemen, the top end checkers in that league. He's going to have to play against. Then we're going to get to November and he's going to have to be a big guy for team OHL in the super series. So if he wants to make this world junior team and he's got a really good chance to do it, he's going to have to prove himself with a really hot start to, to this season. If he can do that. Yeah. I think he's going to have a real good chance to have a shot on this team. Okay. So that's the question. I mean, obviously Dale Hunter has that familiarity. Give me an early morning line on whether or not you think he makes the world juniors. I think he's definitely got a shot. I think some of it's going to depend on a guy like Kirby doc, for instance, he could, you know, after watching him at the world junior summer showcase, you go back through how he, how good he was last season, how big and strong he is. If he has a good training camp, he's a guy that you could envision playing in the NHL this season. So if Kirby doc, who, who, looks like he could be Canada's number one center at the world juniors. If he's out of the mix, well, that opens up a spot for somebody else. So there's some of that is going to go into it as well, but absolutely. I think if Connor McMichael plays the way everyone expects, he's going to play, he is going to be a guy that's definitely going to be in the running for, for a shot at the world junior team. What's his upside? What's the ceiling on this kid? As far as you can tell. Well, I think absolutely what Ross Mahoney said, top six goal scorer, power play presence, a guy who can fill the net. He's got to be a guy who's got to get a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, improve his skating a little bit, all the things that, you know, 18 year old kids have to do to 
get to the next level, but his upside is very, very high. How much does it help? I mean, we all know Dale Hunter, sort of legendary status around here. The coaching experience or experiment here at the NHL level was met with mixed reviews, I would say. But what kind of advantage is it that he gets to play under and learn from a guy like Dale Hunter? Well, he's in a pro-style system. I mean, that's really what he's going to get. He's getting the benefit of a guy who has done everything you can possibly do in hockey, you know, outside of winning a Stanley Cup. I don't think Dale ever won one. But he coached in the NHL. He played in the NHL. He was a high-level NHL player. He scouted in the NHL, you know, and now he's taken all that wisdom to the junior hockey, and he's been an outstanding junior hockey coach. And you look at the resume of the guys that, that have gone through London since he's been there, you know, and it, and it reads like an all-star team from Rick Nash and Corey Perry to Nazem Kadri and, and John Tavares and, and, you know, Connor McMichael. You know, Robert Thomas, who's in St. Louis, is another one. Uh, Connor McMichael has a chance to be another guy who, who was a star in London playing under, under Dale Hunter, who has a chance to be a really, really good NHL player. Is it a 200-foot player? Is he a, a two-way player, or is that something that he's still got? I mean, he's young. Is, is it something that he yeah. has to develop? Yeah, again, it's, it's a guy who, a lot, of these, a lot of the times, the guys who are big-time goal scorers at the junior level, it's all they've ever been. All they've ever been asked to do their entire lives is be goal scorers, take the puck and go. And their way of playing defense is dominating the puck 200 feet from their goal. Now, the higher the level you go, the harder that becomes – so you do need to be a, a dependable guy, a dependable defensive player. And it takes guys, some guys take a little bit while longer to learn that the better you are defensively, the more chances offensively you can create. And Connor McMichael is no different than I would say 98% of the players coming up through the junior hockey ranks right now. They need to learn that better defensive play will lead to better offensive play. And, and you see the ones who figure it out are the ones who have long successful NHL careers. So I, I think, and that is something that, that he's going to have to do if he wants to continue to play high level, high leverage minutes for Dale Hunter. That is one thing that Dale Hunter will not allow. He won't allow a guy to shirk in his defensive duties. So whether Connor McMichael wants to play that way or not, he's going to have to learn how to play that way if he wants to play for Dale Hunter. I mean, he did it with Ovi when he was the head coach here. So certainly Connor McMichael will look at that and be like, well, if Ovi was willing to do it, I'm going to have to do it at this level. What was the sense? And I don't know if you got to talk to him. There's a look, you're covering an entire tournament and some of the best you know, players in the world, guys who could be in the NHL this year or future high draft picks. But I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him at all or people around McMichael, but do you get the sense that the kid gets that and wants to be good in a 200-foot game? Because more than anything, it's going to be separated by kids who are willing to do it, to willing to go to the dirty areas. And I love the fact that the second goal, the one that I saw, was setting up in front and getting a redirect. His first goal, the game before that, did some nice board work to win a puck and then just a quick snapshot, which we had heard he had a great shot. You, you could see it on his first goal. Does he seem like a kid who wants to do those things to get to the next level. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's easy to do that, you know, on the offensive end, but you got to be able and willing to win those battles in the defensive zone. And I think he's a guy, I didn't get to speak to him, but just from knowing the kind of coach and the kind of game plan that Dale Hunter uses in London, he's going to have to be that guy. If he wants to play top line minutes, he's going to have to play it both ways. And, you know, it's, it's a work in progress for all of these kids, especially at, at 18 years old. 
but he'll get there if he wants to continue to play and play a prominent role. He's going to get there because, you know, he's just not going to have a choice. Like you said, he did it with Alexander Ovechkin in Washington. And if Ovechkin's going to be forced to do it, then any, then Connor McMichael is not going to be any different. He's going to have to do it as well. And I think he'll be, I think he's smart enough and he'll be willing enough to buy in. All right, so now let's get to the rest of the guys that really jumped out at you, and you wrote a great story on NHL.com, sort of the 10 big names that that were guys that made an impact at this World Junior Showcase. But Cole Caulfield, man, this dude is a highlight goal waiting to happen. He's tiny. He's five foot seven. It seemingly will fit in perfectly in Montreal, or at least what the Canadians have been for a while now. But, I mean, how good is this? The, sh- the goal he scored against Canada from that short side was sick. Uh, He did it twice. He did it twice against in two different games against Canada. And he did it against Hunter Jones in in the first goal. He found, I mean, Hunter Jones is a six foot four goalie. I don't know how he found space between (laughs) his shoulder and the top of the, and, and the bottom of the crossbar, but he did it. And then two nights later against Canada, he did it again against Alexi Gravel, the Chicago Blackhawks draft pick. And Gravel, I think, is still shaking his head at how that puck went in because it almost looked like he put it through his mask. That's how little space he had from that dead in angle to score that goal. It's it's just it's so much. It's luck, believe me, it's luck. But there is a lot of talent and a lot of skill to snap that puck like that and to put it in that to thread that needle that way was just it was remarkable. And Gravel said after the game, he's like he, he's like there's only one guy. Who could on the ice? Who could do that? He said he didn't know it was Caulfield until the puck was behind him, and then because he knew how much space he left him, and he said the only way that puck is and and the other thing with that that shot, the one against Gravel, it didn't hit the back of the net; it hit the underside of the top of the net, right? So that puck's still going up, right? When it goes past his shoulder, that's that's an impossible shot to do, and right, he did it. That's why he said, and he made it look easy. You said luck. I was like luck maybe once. I don't know that you could say luck in the it, same spot I twice. Mean, look, that just it, it was just. Yeah, and then and not to mention the goal he scored against Finland. You know, he put a stutter step on a first round pick defenseman, Billy Heinelow, the Winnipeg Jets, froze him completely, and then he just rips a laser low glove side. Just man, the the, the three goals he scored in those final three games, each one of them is a is a top ten play of the week, goal of the year nominee. And he just put him out bang, bang, bang. He was something special to watch. John Van Beesbrook, who's the uh, coach who's going to be the general manager of the U.S. World Junior Team, said, I pay $150 to watch him in an NHL game. <laughs> so are there going to be people paying $150 next season to watch him in an uh, NHL game? I don't know. Not next season. I think two seasons from now, he's going to go to the University of Wisconsin this season. And uh, if you have the Big Ten Network, that those are going to be can't-miss games because you're going to have Cole Caulfield, you're going to have Alex Turcotte, uh, Los Angeles Kings draft pick, who also had an outstanding World Junior Summer Showcase. Keandre Miller on the defensive side, he's a, a New York Rangers draft pick. He looks like he could be the number one defenseman for the U.S. the World Juniors. Just those three guys alone are worth tuning in for. And then they've gonna have, they're going to have other good players around them, but those three guys are, are definitely worth the price of, of, price of admission or, or just tuning in, setting your DVR for Wisconsin games this season. Five foot seven, though. How much will that work against him? So he's five foot seven tall and he's pretty thick. He's about 165 pounds now, but if you look at him, you can't push the kid over. He's solid. He's pure muscle. I mean, look, he's going to take his licks. It happened in that game against Canada on, uh, on Saturday. He took a big thump in the corner from Kevin Ball, a six foot four defenseman for Canada. He shook him up a little bit, 
But I think two shifts later, he scored that goal over Alexi Gravel's shoulder. So it really didn't slow him down all that much. He's a smart player. He knows how to get in and out of spots. I said to somebody sitting next to me on press row, he's like a magician. He just appears where the puck is with open space. And you don't know how he did it because you can lose him from time to time. But then he just reappears in open space and he just demolishes opposing goalies. He's, he's an outstanding player and he's going to be fun to watch at the college level. He's going to be even more fun to watch when he gets to the NHL. Wow. I'm, uh, you really sold this kid. I mean, you can't talk much higher about a kid and a prospect than that. So Cole Caulfield definitely opened some eyes. You mentioned Kirby doc, who there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of hype surrounding this kid going into the draft this year. He ends up getting picked by Chicago again. What's the, what's the ceiling on a kid like this? Well, six foot four and he can skate and he can handle the puck and he's got great vision. I mean, there, this, there is no, there is no limit to what he can do. He's just got magic hands. He's fearless in front of the net. He'll go to the front of the net. He's got a great shot from the outside. He can score from, from a distance from the bottom of the circles down. He's got a great wrist shot. I thought at least, and he created really instant chemistry with two guys. He isn't really super familiar. He played with Alexi Lafreniere at the Ivan Halenka. He said the year before, Joe Valeno was the, the other winger on that line, the right wing on that line. He had never met, never played with, but that was by far Canada's best line, maybe the best line of the tournament because those, of the World Junior Summer Showcase because every time out, those guys seemed to create something really, really special. There was some definite some energy with that group, and Doc was a big part of that, just the way he, he drove that line, he carried the puck, he created for himself, and he was able to create for his linemates. You watch uh, one of the goals he scored, he made this ridiculous behind the back pass he's standing in front of the net just without even looking just dropped it behind him for an easy tap in goal for Joe Valeno it was it was a tremendous pass tremendous vision and look he's already been to Chicago development camp he made a real solid impression on those guys there he's going to have a real shot to to skate with Chicago at least start the season there and and We'll see from there, but I think he's got a really good chance to play in the NHL this season. It's amazing what he can probably just soak up with Taves and Kane, too. I mean, whatever, whatever, wherever he is now, once he gets into picking the brains of those two guys, you know, it sounds like the sky's the limit. Well, he's already done that a little bit. He said at development camp, Taves and Kane were there, and they got this, he got to skate with them after whatever practices they were doing. He said it was, he said it was amazing. He said it was pretty nervous. He didn't quite know how to talk to those guys, I think, and, and this is going to make – I know it made me feel old. I, I, I'm sure you're the same way. He said, I've been watching those guys my whole life. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. thanks, Kirby. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, yeah, so you've been watching them your whole life. Thanks. Uh, um, but, yeah, he said it was a little intimidating. But he said those guys could not have been any nicer, you know, any more pleasant to them. Just, you know, any questions he had, he felt really comfortable to ask them. And, and he said he got some really good advice from those guys and, and – I think Taze went on record as saying he really liked what he saw from Doc, and and you know it's a pretty good endorsement when John when a guy like Jonathan Taze says I think you're a pretty good player. So, you know, yeah, I think Kirby's going to go to camp. Look, they're going to need support scoring, support offense behind Taves and Kane, and and you know it could certainly come from uh, from Kirby Doc. Another guy you wrote about in the NHL.com uh, wrap up of the entire week was Joel Farabee, who's a Flyers prospect. He had three goals, five points in four games. What jumped out about him? The smarts. He's such a smart player. You know, he might not be the most skilled guy on the ice, but the the hockey IQ is so off the charts that he's always in the right place at the right time. He's just uh, you know he's got a really good shot, great vision. He's a playmaker. He's a goal scorer. 
but it's the hockey IQ that allows him to be in the right place at the right time. He's going to go to training camp with Philadelphia and he's going to have a real shot at making this team, you know, more likely he'll start in the American league at least a little bit, but I think he'll definitely play some NHL games this season. And if he's not in the, and if he's not in the NHL, he absolutely will be a big part of what the U S is going to do with the world junior championship. He played on the team last year that won the silver medal. I think he's going to have a really good shot of, of being a top line guy if he's not in the NHL on that uh, world junior team. You also are in Philly. You cover the Flyers. Um, first off, you're getting, in Matt Niskanen, you're getting one of the great locker room guys. That will be a go-to guy right away. Such a solid pro. And we always and we said to him, he came on after he went to Philly, then trade, and we, we told him throughout his run here, seven-nothing win, seven-nothing loss. You open those doors. There is Matt Niskanen to explain away what happened and take blame like he did in the Tampa series um, when they when they went on to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, you're just getting a top-notch guy. Um, what do you think about what the Flyers are doing, the direction they're going in right now? Um, I like the moves that they made. I really like bringing in Niskanen. Um, I, I think they needed a, you know, a little bit more experience in their defense group, Justin Braun as well. But I think with Niskanen, I think there's still some gas left in the tank. I think he can still be a 20, 21 minute a night guy playing on a top, playing a, you know, a number two defenseman playing on your top pair. I, I think starting next season with Ivan Provorov and Matt Niskanen as their top pair, I think it's a good place to start in Philadelphia. I really like the Kevin Hayes addition for a couple of reasons. I think he's a potential 25 goal scorer as your second line center. I think it also allows them to leave Claude Drew full-time on the wing. Two years ago when he was a full-time winger, he was second in the league in scoring. So I think, you know, last year he suffered a little bit from having to get bounced from wing to center back and forth just because of a lack of depth. I think it allows Nolan Patrick to stay as your third line center, get some easier matchups as he continues to develop. I, so, yeah, I think Kevin Hayes hits a lot of buttons for them. And, you know, re-signing Brian Elliott, which is a little bit underrated, I think that's a good move because he's a professional. He was a big part of the leadership group in that locker room. Um, I think they need somebody who's going to push Carter hard. I think Carter's ready to be a 60-game goalie, but I think he's going to need some – there are going to be parts of the season where he's going to need some help. He's going to need some rest. And on a limited basis, I think Brian Elliott can still be a very, very good goaltender. I don't think he's your number one. But I think as a as a one B to Carter Hart's one A, I absolutely think Brian Elliott's the perfect fit for that role. So all in all, I think they're gonna be I think they're poised to be better than they were last year. Elaine Vigneault is gonna come in, he's gonna put in a different style. He's a different coach, there's gonna be a different voice from there than they had in the past with Dave Haxtall. So I all in all, I think it's it's a been a pretty solid off season for Philadelphia. They still have some holes they gotta fill. They still need to re-sign Provorov. They still need to re-sign Travis Konechny. They're both restricted free agents. But I think they've done a nice job this offseason putting, you know, filling in some blanks that they needed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I, I'm, just quick detour here as we're talking. I brought you on to talk about the, the juniors, but so much knowledge about the Flyers. It, it, I, I find this hard to say or believe, but do, do the Flyers have a franchise goalie? 
Absolutely. It's blowing my mind. This is like, uh, like Doc grew up watching the Blackhawks. I've grown up at 47, not seeing the Flyers have a goalie. It's been forever since they've had a goalie. Yeah, it's really been, you know, like eight last season. They went, they had eight different starters last season, eight. which is mind-blowing. It's not just the fact that it's an NHL record. It's just a mind-blowing amount that it happened. So, you know, yeah, they've been looking for that guy. They thought they've had that guy a few different times. They thought Steve Mason could be that guy. They thought Brian Boucher could be that guy. You know, they thought Roman Czechmonic could be that guy. And it just, and it just it goes on and on and on going back to Ron Hextall in the 87 Stanley cup final. So is Carter Hart, the guy? Yeah. I I have no reservations. You know, sometimes people kind of meter that stuff a little bit. I have no reservations. I've seen Carter Hart since he was 18 years old playing for Canada, the world juniors. I saw him in his worst moment and I talked to him six months later. So he gives up the goal against uh, the U S to lose the world juniors in 2017 and I talked to him a few months later at, at the summer showcase. I said, how long did that kind of stay with you? Because that can hurt you a little bit. He goes, about a day. Yeah. And some guys will say that, and you just kind of roll your eyes, go, nah, all right, whatever. Right. With Carter, it's a different vibe. There's a different mental strength there than you see in a lot of goalies. And, you know, you see it with Braden Holtby down in Washington. And there's a reason they're so similar. They have the same mental strength coach. So, there's a, there's a real mental strength to Carter. And I saw it in that moment. And I've just continued to see it as he's continued to develop and he comes to Philadelphia and he's got all the pressure in the world on him. Because like you said, everybody, there's so much hype surrounding him. He never missed a beat. Good moments or bad moments. He was exactly the same. And, and it was so refreshing to see, because you don't see that in a lot of goals. You don't see that that mental instability is the wrong word, but that same mental consistency, they're always on that emotional, even keel. They try to be, doesn't always work out, but with Carter, he always seemed to be right where he needed to be emotionally in the moment, focused on the next puck and the next puck only, whether the last one had gone behind him or the last one had gone into his glove, nothing ever changed for him. And because of that, I really believe he can be the guy for Philadelphia for a very long time. It's interesting because that that same thing that you're, you're pumping for good reason as such a positive about Carter Hart sometimes has played a negative with Braden Holtby because he was so hyper-focused and so intense and would quite often, and he's admitted this, place blame when a goal did get allowed that you almost felt like you, you got to ease up a little bit. You got to be able to see the bigger picture, accept some of the blame, and even if it's you know whose fault it was, accept it because that's the role as the goalie and a leader. But it sounds like Carter Hart has that balance because sometimes you can be too intense. And I think Braden Holtby has has fought with that the last couple of years. Yeah, and I and I think don't don't think Carter's not watching that. You know, they they work together with the same skills coaches, the same mental strength guy. You know, they're very close. I, I you know, I think when um uh, when Carter lost in the World Juniors, Braden Holpe called him, and I wrote this story last season on on NHL.com. And Holpe said, "Look, you're you're still going to be a great goalie, and and I'll help you with anything you need. Call me anytime." He said, "But if you when you get to not if when you get to the NHL, I'm going to kick your butt." <laughs> so and and that was and and that sure. was just yeah, and you know that was 
the kick in the butt, you know, figuratively that Carter needed just to kind of get himself back on track. So he pays it. He's a smart kid. He knows exactly what Braden Holpe went through. He studied him. He knows, you know, what worked and what didn't. And he's kind of taken that, mixed that in where it's needed in his own game. So, you know, it's a fun little rivalry that they have. I kind of saw it in person when Washington came into Philadelphia last season because I talked to Holpe about that phone call and, and we chatted about that a little bit because while he was actually while he was waiting to meet up with Carter after the game. So, um, yeah, th- there's there's going to be a lot of similarities in their paths. And, and I think Carter is going to learn from the little roadblocks that Braden Holpe had along his path and sort of try to smooth the road out for himself a little bit that way. Great little nuggets there. That I enjoyed that a lot. All right, last guy that I want to ask you about uh, as far as the World Junior Showcase, and you've mentioned it a couple of times, could potentially be the number one pick next year is Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, do you think is he sort of the odds-on favorite right now to be that top pick? And what kind of talent are we? I mean, the, the, you know, seems like every year there's a guy that just emerges where you go, well, he's the difference maker. Jack Hughes, it, how how good is this kid? I think he's his his head for the game. His hockey IQ is off the charts. Um, he sees things way before anybody else sees him. There's just that innate ability to know where everybody is on the ice that stands out and separates him from the pack that allows him to make these, to, to, to get these shots through or to make these passes that other guys wouldn't even think to attempt. And he makes them tape to tape. So yeah, there, there's a long, there's a lot of hockey to go, but look at as a 16 year old, he had 105 points and he was the CHL player, the player of the year. And he played in the world junior championship this year. He's going to be the odds on favorite to probably repeat as CHL player of the year. He's going to play on the top line at the world juniors. He is going to be the focus of everybody's attention for the entire season. If there's a guy who's going to nudge him out of that number one spot, he's going to have a lot of work to do. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of good players so far eligible for this draft. And, and I saw a couple of them at the world juniors, especially Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz, who played for Sweden, both top end, top end forward, super talented. Um, Justin Barron, defenseman for Canada. He's another top end player that you're going to hear talked about a lot for the 2020 draft. Um, he plays in Halifax. Um, yeah. So there's, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to push Lafreniere, but right now, he's he's the lead dog in the race so far, but it's very early in the race. It, it's interesting, too, because I think you were the one that wrote about it, too, just the leader that he is in the room for a kid. I mean, he is a kid. They're all kids, but he's really yeah. young, and it sounds like he's the guy that would keep the room loose, that people sort of, you know, fed off of his joy of the game, too. And that's an important part of it, because you want a guy that other players gravitate to to be a leader. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's a guy that you know, and we and and you know, not being around him a lot, you wouldn't know this, but a couple of guys really unsolicited said he's the comedian in the room. Hunter Jones, the uh, the Canadian goalie, called him a pure dressing room guy, and uh, you know, he's got the you know, he's he's a French French first guy, but he's his English is is really really good, but it's not a hundred percent, so he's going to say the wrong words in the wrong situation, not without even trying, and it's just it's funny, and he gets he under it, it's not like. He would get offended by that. He got it. He steered right into that curve. He he appreciated the way he made everybody laugh, and he understood the importance of keeping things light in the room. And I'm sure he's like that in Ramuski. He certainly was like that around the guys at the, at the summer showcase. So he's a he's a popular guy because of the way he plays, and he's a popular guy just because of the way he acts off the ice. So guys really gravitate towards him. Guys really enjoy playing with him, and guys just really seem to enjoy being around him. 
there is a little bit of a beautiful mind and a little bit of Rain Man in you. You have a lot of like knowledge that is, it is unbelievable the amount of things you just covered in every single answer, and I appreciated it. So I appreciate you spending some time and uh, giving us some insight on some of these guys, and uh, hopefully we'll speak during the season. Absolutely, Rob. Anytime. Thanks to Adam for that fun conversation. Who knows his stuff when it comes to prospects in the game? I mean, just the instant recall of all the different names and situations that went on and dipping into the past. He's good. He's good. There's a reason why he is where he is at NHL.com. Uh, dude knows his stuff. And I love the story about Carter Hart and Braden Holtby and their relationship and the hyper-focus of Carter Hart and how he's learning from the good, the save, the Vesna, the cup from Braden Holtby, but also what'd you do wrong? Where were you too hyper-focused? And this has been a developing thing with, with Holtby in his career, as he has admitted to. And the team has told him, you know, this was a thing. And it's, it's really, I would say that's probably the number one reason he lost his job on the run to the Stanley Cup. He had just gone too far inside his own head and lost himself and maybe potentially the room for a little bit, a short while. It wasn't anything where there was break up the team, but there was a divide there. And, you know, you factor in the other goalie gets hot at the right time. And all of a sudden you've got a situation where Braden Holpe isn't starting for the Caps in the playoffs. And that was tough for him. And as anyone knows, as any person knows who has great pride in what they do, and most of us do. You go to work. You want to be the best you possibly can do. You think that you're the best person for that job. How many people go home and say, man, if I ever left, whatever job you do, they'd fall apart without me. They'd be nothing without me. We all feel that way at some point in our career. And then to be humbled and find out, oh, well, the hamster wheel keeps going. <laughs> the caps keep, they were around for a long time before me. And they're going to be around for a long time after me. The hamster wheel keeps going. But when you're a type a personality professional athlete at the highest level with that much riding on every performance like Braden Holtby was that is a humbling moment where you need to take stock and reevaluate and he did that and won a Stanley Cup and he's better for it and he's going to get a big payday as a result of it and Carter Hart has the unique opportunity to learn firsthand a from the mental coach and b from the player himself how do I avoid some of those pit stop, uh, pitfalls and I think the Flyers have a good goalie. I think they have a franchise goalie. He was really impressive. And uh, certainly Adam Kimmelman thinks that they finally got one. Three decades. Three decades they've been waiting for this in Philly. Eight goalies last. I mean, there are good teams that play eight defensemen in a season. <laughs> six of them, you know, six of them play every night. Seven, you know, are ready to go. Eight goalies in a season. So it sounds like the Flyers have themselves a franchise goalie. I don't think they're quite there yet. Adam likes what they've done. They could be a, in the hunt for the playoffs, I think. But Carter Hart, I think they've got a star in net. But again, thank you to Adam Kimmelman for the institutional knowledge he has of the prospects at the World Junior Showcase event this year. I thought that was very interesting. And again, in the dog days here, as we're into August, still a month plus, six weeks away from the start of training camp. Uh, you know, I loved what he said about Connor McMichael, the type of player he is, the type of person he is, and the uh, his his chance to learn from one of the best. And that's going to provide him. It's on the kid now to take what he learns and utilize that on the ice. But he's certainly going to have every advantage in learning from Dale Hunter, both with his team and potentially with the World Junior team uh, next year. Um, 
you know, to further his career and, you know, make it, make it tough for the Cavs. His goal is to make it tough over the next two to three years to make it tough on the Caps to keep him out of the lineup. Every development camp that he goes to, he needs to pop. He needs to be the guy that go, oh, this kid, he's going to, he might get a call up this year. And then when he goes to Hershey, McMichael is just better. He's just better than everyone else. Make it tough. Make it tough on the Caps. That's that's what he's going to have to do with a lot more of a shine now on him. When you're a first-round pick and you're a future center on a recent Stanley Cup champion team, there's now going to be a spotlight on him. We'll see what he does with that. But again, thanks to Adam Kimmelman. We will be back with more Caps Talk podcast six weeks away, or roughly five and a half, six weeks away to the start of training camp. We don't have an official date yet, but we're imagining second week in September. That first, We know when the first preseason game is. So it's coming up quickly. Can't wait. Got a few more trips. Got a few more trips with the family. Uh, some more family time. Some more time in the pool. But then before we know it, the season will be here and we get shot out of a cannon and we all cannot wait. Thanks again to Adam Kimmelman. Um, Rob Carlin. We'll speak to you soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.